Hey there, this is Terry Cowley, weekday breakfast presenter on 1FM Shepparton. Thanks for checking out this podcast. It was recorded live as part of The Brecky Show, which you can catch 6 to 9am Monday to Friday. Beatles and The Knack with that pretty groovy version of Paperback Writer. You're on 1FM Live and Local on your Tuesday morning. It is 22 to 8. Paperback Writer, that's about the closest uh, song I could get for my next guest. His name is Aaron Cordy. He is a new journalist at the Shepherd and Advisor, but you're also a bit of a paperback writer yourself, aren't you, Aaron? Um, yes, that I am. Much closer Much to closer. the mic. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yes, that I am. Um, yeah, uh, that's how I landed the job at the advisor. I've been fiction writing um, for quite a quite a while now, with a little bit of interest from some major publishers, like um, a couple of major publishers, but ultimately still tracing that um, that public publication deal. So, and what do you write about, Aaron? Contemporary fiction uh, based around family drama. I did, okay. did begin as a fantasy writer. I love fantasy books still, but um, yeah, my, had a bit of interest in the in because Australia doesn't want to publish fantasy books, even though we've got some major and brilliant fantasy writers. Uh, they they go overseas to get published. So well, why do you think why do you think Australian publishers don't want to publish local fantasy? There was this uh, lady who sort of owned that space back in the 80s um, when Sarah Douglas and Ian Irvine were dominating and, and she passed. The, the small answer is, and no one sort of took up the mantle after that and it just sort of fell into the too hard category. So now people um, like Devin uh, Mason, I think, Jason Inglis, um, Trudy Canavan, they all, they're all getting published overseas, you know, and doing great guns. But So it's a bit of a tough tough and not to crack like publishing is tough to crack yes. but um the overseas market's even tougher and i had opportunity to to meet publishers through i did a fiona mcintosh masterclass, uh which if you are a budding writer i would definitely recommend uh, fiona's one of life's beautiful people and um so she got me in front of uh australian publishers so i was like I'm, i don't want to talk about books they don't want to listen yeah. to so that's, so that's hard though if that's your real love as a reader well, that's the thing. So I started, I had this idea, for my, which was turned out to be my first one, about a young guy raising a, a baby on his own. And I just fell in love with that writing too. So, um, yeah, I was, that got interest. I had a, I think it was Simon and, no, Alan and Unwood told me they liked my writing style, but the, ultimately the book wasn't for them. So um, reloaded with number two and, and getting that edited now. And hopefully I'll have that in front of publishers by the end of the year. So. Isn't it like J.K. Rowling who wrote Harry Potter got something like 40 rejections yeah. or something before she got Harry Potter yeah. published so you can't give up, can you? No, definitely not. And there's there's a lot of stories like that. But then there's the stories that, oh, he just, you know, uh, that Trent Dalton wasn't even writing books and um, I think it's Catherine Milne from HarperCollins knew him as a, as a journalist and, and said, I want you to write books about men's perspective for a woman women audience and hmm. and he's like well actually i have this other dot idea and and um the boy swallows the world i think it's called boy swallows universe, universe. Yeah. yeah which is a brilliant book so there is them them stories of people hitting it like right off the yes. bat would have been nice to be one of them but yeah. i think i'm going to be be a little bit little bit more time 
So you were doing other things while you were doing this writing and you've come to journalism more recently. Yeah, so um, I worked a lot of time in, in retail, and um, which I don't want to talk about. That was not a great time, <laughs> but it paid the bills and it kept me with my, my young children. And um, then I was working for Everyday Supplies um, for Brad and Jackie, who I... I cannot praise enough. I understand you sort of started that at the be- beginning of the pandemic when, uh, you know, they would have been a really um, important service during that time. Yeah, so I didn't, not the not the initial wave of the pandemic when we had the lockdowns and they went absolutely mental, like trying to get people in and, um, and yeah, just supplying... Cleaning products and stuff, yeah. Cleaning products mm. and, and your basic essentials. So I came in... Like my first day, we went into that that second round of lockdowns, and I was like, I've just left a very stable job that I didn't it particularly like, but it was stable. I had it through all the initial pandemics and lockdowns, and now I've like, do I even have a job? But they were like, no, you're we're essential. Come in, we need you. So it was a bit of a learning curve, and and I, I cannot praise them enough. Everyday supplies, brilliant people. They were really good for me personally as well as just good business people to deal with but there was that little writing bug that was uh nagging at you and it and yeah that never went away it was still yeah tapping away trying to get my manuscripts um published and then i'm a member of gv writers group another organization if there's any local writers that want to come we meet on uh every second wednesday at the pepper mill at um six or seven o'clock uh, six for a meal and seven for a proper meeting. So just just come along and inquire. And um, I was talking to one of the ladies there, and she's like, "What do you you know What do you do for a living?" And I was like, "Um, you know." So I explained, and I was like, "But I'm sort of looking for something else." And she's like, "In the same field?" I was like, "No, no, I would never leave my bosses to do the same thing." Like, I, and she's like, "Well, how about you know the advisor's got a job going, so you should check it out." And it never ever co- occurred to me before to to be a journalist. That's not the type of writing I did. So I just, um, I did it. I applied for the job. I applied for it like on the Sunday night. And I like to stress the point that I was in this really good space and had this really good week going of just a good energy and just appreciating where I at, was at in life. And I put it up on my socials that I was having a good week and I was just going to ride that energy and see where I went. And this is where it trickled down to, you know, I met Mark Hickey for the second time, another fantastic writer, the writers group meeting. And I had oh, Margaret over that Hickey, week. yes, yeah, yes. Brilliant, brilliant lady. So I applied for the job on the Sunday, got the call from Will Adams. Who come, is a regular on this program and yeah. will be on tomorrow, actually. And um, told me to come in for the interview. And I knew I'd do well in an interview. I always do well in interviews. Oh, I don't want to brag, but I, I tend to do well, well in did. interviews. <laughs> but um, it's always been experience. Like, you yeah. know, when I was trying to get out of my other job, it was went for countless jobs and just experience always kept me down. And So I didn't have a, a lot of expectation or a lot of hope. I just thought, you know, it was a good experience. Uh, Will and Mel were fantastic to talk to. And I just talked about my passion for storytelling and books. And I was very honest about my writing experience because I didn't have that experience. That, that they were used to and um, I was pretty happy with that and so I left not thinking knowing the interview went well but not thinking too much would come for it and then on the Thursday he rang me couldn't find my references for some reason my work references disappeared on me because I, well, I didn't want to tell my bosses that I was looking elsewhere and um, so I had some old references that 
disappeared off the face of the earth. And uh, so I gave him some uh, writing references. The, a friend of mine who lives in Bendigo, I, she's, she agreed and she's read all my, my fiction. And another a GV writer, Pat Pat, who's another great lady. And, and so he's like, all right, I'll chase them up. But how about you just come in tomorrow? We'll do a more formal interview and we'll, we'll go right through some stuff tomorrow. And I was like, yeah, no worries. So it was a bit of a scramble to get someone to look after my kids. And I went in and for the formal interview and in about 10 minutes, he job offered me. So, <laughs> so yeah. And, very, you've been, and you've been there ever since. How long ago was that? Uh, maybe just under three months now. So I think, yeah, it's uh, days have blurred. We've been so busy. And you've really, you've really enjoyed it. Oh, I'm absolutely loving it. I, it's so hard to fathom how different my life is now from, you know, riding around in a van, fairly isolated, enjoying the the job and who I worked for, but very unstimulated to the crazy life of meeting people and, and connecting with people now. I was talking to one of the guys and I was like, I hope this bubble never ends of appreciation and enjoyment that I get in work. So you get to, obviously there's, there's just news that presents itself, there's stories that you're, you're told to do, but you do get that opportunity to explore your creativity. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And some of the bigger things that, you know, I've been really proud, like to write up pieces on my daughter's calisthenics comp, which, um, you know, the subs junior girls actually won a couple of competitions this year. That was nice to give them exposure and just to brag about my daughter in, a, <laughs> in, a, in a, the public sense. And, um, yeah, I've done s- some other stuff I'm really proud of, working on a story on the um, basketball stadium now, which will, should come out tomorrow's paper. And there's a lot of stuff going on with that. The you know we've been pledged all this money, and the 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 budget we've come down with is an exonerant amount. Sixty million is the general figure I've seen. Although I also read a fifty million. We've had all these pledges of so many million, but it seems to be over over budgeted. That there's other stadiums being built in Australia right now for a fraction of that amount, and so there's there's a lot to work in in, in that space. I've also done um, a, a bit with Span uh, and Nephi's um, walk. Um, so sui- be, suicide prevention initiative. Suicide prevention yep. initiative. Yeah. No one wants to talk about this space, and it's it is important because we are losing people. Absolutely. Yeah. And so after a couple of uh, couple of months in the chair, what do you think are the big local issues facing our community? Obviously, right now it's a lot of um stress over the the floods we're going through that again the water's up i've been watching i made a lot of videos this time last year it was very surreal watching them i got i personally got trapped in my house but was very lucky i know a a lot of people weren't as lucky as me so that's that's big right now it's causing a lot of issues in the mental health the roads is another yeah it's still bad aren't they yeah it's like, I don't think there's a road in Shep you can drive down without hitting a pothole. Yes. I know we've been doing a lot of patch-up jobs. I've been getting media releases on them. and um, but it's They don't it's, seem to last, do no, they? No, they don't. And that's the thing. I remember we did Orvale, um, near the Orvale turn-off at uh, Central, Central Avenue and, and stuff like that on the truck route, uh, Channel Road, that's the road. We did it all last year, and then still doing it, and it's gone, and it's all <laughs> it's all bunged up again. Like, what, yeah. why is the why are we not fixing these issues? You know, good like, question. We're putting people out. You're 
breaking schedules, you're backing up traffic for months, and then three months later, the roads are gone again. So that's uh, I guess you'll keep an eye on that and many other issues. We've yeah. pretty much run out of time. But uh, when you get your big publishing deal, please come back and tell oh, us all about it, Aaron. Definitely, definitely. Uh, anytime you want me to come back, I'm, <laughs> I, I'm someone that loves to talk. So well, if you have you know, me in, I'll find something to talk talking about. Talking on the radio is good. Silence never works. So yeah. all the best uh, with your future at The Shepherd and Advisor. Good to, for people to hear your voice because I'm sure they've seen your byline and I'm sure they will look out for your stories. Well, the Shepparton Shepparton, uh, Advisor is out tomorrow, isn't it? Uh, Every Wednesday. Every Wednesday. So look for Aaron's name and this is the voice that goes with the name. I can't give you the face. I have to get him on TV for that, but (laughs) I can't help you there, Aaron. Thanks for your time this morning and all the best. This station, FM 98.5, subscribes to the Broadcasting Community Code of Practice. The Code of Practice is a set of agreed standards that have been developed by community radio stations across Australia. They reflect the unique principles of community broadcasting and guide stations in a whole range of activities, including complaints handling and Australian music content. If you'd like a copy of the Code, please contact us during business hours and we will mail a copy to you. Do you need it knocked over or smashed up? Keith McRae Demolitions are your demolition and environmental cleanup specialists. Equipped with EPA trucks and a mobile concrete crusher. They're also licensed asbestos removalists. Call into their yard where they stock a huge range of second-hand timber, steel, aluminium windows, all at super second-hand prices. Call Crowbar Demolitions today on 58299413. of 1FM. Having trouble with your internet? Has the NBN failed you? Are you only able to get the slow satellite NBN with very limited data? Are you not able to get the NBN at all? Starlink is the answer. This is a standalone internet system that I personally use at home and have tested at speeds of over 250 megabytes a second. If you are fed up with slow, unreliable internet, then call us now and book a service call to see if Starlink is right for you. Jason's TV, 0403 688 1FM sponsor. The Marupna Golf Club, home to the Goulburn Valley's only full-length driving range, and it's open to the public seven days a week. Yep, that's right. You don't need to be a member to use the driving range. But with some of the best value-for-money golf memberships on offer, why not take the plunge and join with unlimited golf all year round? Come and meet our PGA pro, Ben Weatherly. Need a lesson? Yep, Ben's got you covered there too. You're welcome here at the Friendly Club, the Marupna Golf Club. 1FM sponsor. You've been listening to a 1FM podcast.